So, Sal, you never took a calculator when you were younger and done and did the uh, boobs thing. Did you have you? I yes. mean, everybody's yes. done that. Yes, but there's like a the whole equation like do this, 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 turn yeah. it upside down. So to give some context. <laughs> Sal, oh, Sal shit. Fucking mind blowing. The first time you see that as a kid. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I thought it was hilarious. For people listening, if anybody is listening, mm. tell them what happened. No. So Sal gets here and he asks what the code is to get into the building. And I told him eight zero zero eight five, which is boobs. 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 What a fucking rookie, Sal. I know. I mean, I couldn't believe you couldn't pick that up. Yeah, text message is different from a calculator, but okay. But if you look close enough, it does still look... After he's told it, I'm like, fuck. Mm, Anyways, no Brad today. No Brad today. What's good? You gonna chew gum the whole time? I still am scared of swallowing gum. Well, I don't know how you do that every single time. It freaks me out a little bit. You swallow your gum? I'm a fucking swallower. I'm a champ. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I bet you. Did spit. anyone else uh, swallow gum? I spit. I spit my gum. That's I sociopath stuff. So, Swallowing really, gum. Yeah, I just did sociopath. It. I can see that. I didn't see. Well, speaking apparently, of apparently, apparently, I'm, I'm, I'm the least gonna, emotionally intelligent person. <laughs> that is true. He's with, the, with the biggest ego, that <laughs> douchebag with the podcast, <laughs> haters, <laughs> the professional podcast. They're all right. They're Bro all right. thugs and harmony. So this week, I. Uh, I commented on some shit. Bro, bro, sales culture is dead. Nobody cares about your fucking ping pong tables at the office. Somebody's posting this on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And of course I comment like, hey, you know, to each their own. And they're just like, yeah, coming from a host of the Professional Development Podcast. (laughs) Trying to defend bro sales culture. I know. We're not even bro-y, I don't think. You're a little bro-y, but not me. You don't think you're bro-y? You think I'm bro? Bob's, I'd you say bro. Bob's for sure bro I, mean, I, I do am. listen to Dave Matthews. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what makes me bro <laughs> other than Dave Matthews? Is that the big, is that the giveaway? CBC. No. <laughs> CBC. <laughs> My parents couldn't even afford that shit. I think they're still paying that I off. feel like bro <laughs> is more that That's fraternity vibe yeah. yep. sometimes. Like <laughs> public school all the Not way. as you get older, but like the... Well, because I was in a frat? That makes me bro? No. no. I wasn't, well, I wasn't a frat. I quit the frat. Like the stereotypical, which is even more, bro. How come? I went more like mainstream, like not mainstream. Mainstream? I was, I was more like deep cuts. GDI, goddamn independence. One of those GDIs. Yeah. I actually got man. There's some crazy college stories after after that. I just thought of a night where I I punched out some taillights of a a fraternity you didn't like. it, It was the fraternity that was basically in our backyard. We would hit golf balls at their house. From our front yard. Nice. Yeah. We were so Wait. maybe that does make us bros. <laughs> so you actually <laughs> were, we were able trying to, to be anti You were actually able to break the light with a punch? I ha- had an extreme amount of alcohol in me. And yeah, I was able to punch out some taillights. Yeah. I'm going to bring a taillight. Yeah, I, I in. still have a little scar on my hand from that. And luckily, I didn't, nothing worse happened. Like I could have gotten in some serious trouble probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that Bobby didn't give a fuck. Yeah, hopefully no one from KA at Mizzou during the years of 2009 to 2013 is listening Listen, to this. Listen, no, we can edit it. <laughs> Rich, just leave it open. <laughs> give him my address. Uh, what are you I'm doing? Not tough at all. What are you doing, Dan? Me? He's getting ready for the podcast. What do you mean? I'm. I have my notes. I'm ready to go. Dan kind of has. I'm just a bringing this up because yeah, I do. I do, do we got any anything in particular? Like anything? Like what's up? What's new? What's going on in the world? Before we want to get into the topic. Like no, nothing? I've just been working my I balls mean, off, so my my life has been that lately. Sick brag, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Work has been super busy. I don't know even know what's going on in the in the world outside of sports, really. 
Is there anything crazy that's happening? I don't know. I haven't even had time what's, to watch sports. What's Brandon up to? Don't know. Uh-huh. He's doing good. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Our gas price is still high. Well, yeah, two, well, <laughs> it was two eighty eight this morning. Well, no, two eighty eight. Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're releasing like some of the reserves, so it should bring the prices down. About time they did it. Is that Trump's call? No, no. It was a save our chances at the next <laughs> <laughs> midterm call. I think. Yeah. What's going on with you, Matt? Man, you were just in uh, OKC. Yeah. Right. OKC's fine. I mean, there. I didn't really get to experience it. That football bar that you were at looked pretty dope. The football bar I was at was sick. Is in the Omni Hotel. Oh damn! Which the Omni is like. So the the suite we had rented out upstairs is like where all the away players that uh, from the thun like they play the Thunder, like where they would stay. So it was pretty sick because they like Bowen's been putting my buddy Savio up there for months. Like it was supposed to be a three month contract. So he literally lived out of this hotel when he was there. So he had so many points racked up that he just got the the badass suite for it after he proposed and did the thing. So it was cool. Uh, didn't really get to experience too much of like OKC, but I don't know. I don't know what there is to experience there unless you just go to a Thunder game. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they suck. So right, not a lot going on there. Dan, what are you what are you doing? Doing some more research? Um, Why don't you participate in this conversation? I, I mean, I just don't care about your story. Yeah, that's 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 a sign of emotional intelligence. <laughs> emotional I thought you talked about is super high. Didn't you have a? Didn't you have an inspection yesterday? Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. You made some big moves. Home inspection. Yeah. So you know, haven't closed on the place yet, but oh, okay. Gonna get a new place. So I gotta I gotta give myself a crash course on how to Airbnb. I saw that post. Because I'm gonna. Yeah, I need you got 28 to, days or 27 days or something like yeah, that. Yeah, January 5th is when I'm set to close on the place. So it's I'm excited, but I'm also like I'm, I we're so busy at work that it's like I don't know how I'm gonna have time to do fucking anything. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, well, I mean, let's just make this all about Matt right now. But um, virtual assistant, you just hired one recently that's been generating some leads for you. Oh yeah, right, Erica so, from the Philippines. She's a fucking G. Fuck yeah. If I can quote you, it's your it's a Filipino princess. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right I think it was a typo is this actually an arranged marriage type deal <laughs> yeah, it was a typo she fucking <laughs> generating me leads she's sending me fucking appointments I, so I'll, I don't give a fuck I'll call her Princess Erica I'll call her whatever she wants she's fucking killing it for I, me you know something really funny speaking of when mm. you were down in, in OKC I, I was on the phone with Shelby and I love her but sometimes she's not the brightest crayon in the box mm. and she goes did Cresco get engaged? And I go, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, <laughs> you know that dude is single. And she was like, well, I don't know. I just saw these pictures. And I was like, yeah, with two other people. It was his friends. And she's and I was like, I don't know. Maybe he just found someone really quickly and wanted to wife her up. And I was like, yeah. Gotta you know, move fast. He keeps you know? saying it's yeah. time. It's but. uh, it's almost time. You know? <laughs> you know, we're more aggressively playing the field. But, we're, you know, you can't rush these things at 34. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, hey, a, that's, a, that's a fair point, man. Well, yeah. I'm glad that Princess Erica, the Filipino princess, is is working out for you. She's fucking killing it, and it's awesome. Yeah, Dan and I, out of nowhere, or Dan's got a whole email marketing campaign going. He's got a fucking army of lead generators. I've got a, a, a lead generator, and it's just like the easiest thing in the world, in the recruitment world right now, to just pick up business. So now, Dan's hiring two more people. I'm hiring another person. All VAs? No. 
No, because we need people to close the fucking deals now. Right. So You're now getting the like, appointment set. Now you just need someone else to con- run it. Well, contracts are being signed like left and right. It's Fuck just yeah. we need people to recruit these folks and start making some placements, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty toast right now. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. <clears throat> and emotionally? No. I mean, <laughs> if we're talking about emotional scores. Uh, so to dive in, our topic today is... Go ahead, Dan. Take the reins, buddy. I, I will, because I didn't know if you were ever going to get to it. Okay. If you were aware of what was going on right now or no. not. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So the topic today is going to be uh, <laughs> emotional intelligence. And uh, to kick it off, we were going to do this one assessment that Matt sent out, but it I did you it. to download a virus and pay $10. So <laughs> here's the thing. I, I so sent, only one I, person did it. I found, a, I found an assessment off of psychologytoday.com. Seemed like a very credible source. Obviously, just the only credibility was <laughs> I mean, anybody was it can had, buy a domain. It had, it had psychology in the, the domain name, and it was the one of the top on the first Google page. So that's that's credible enough, in my opinion. So They got 10 bucks out of Bobby, so their SEO is working. It to, <laughs> you actually paid? I sent it to the group. I paid $10. I sent it to the group. <laughs> and it's a 45-minute assessment. I literally, did you I do kind it, of come, come did to you find out, nobody did that? it besides Bobby. Bless your heart. I fucking feel bad, Bobby. It's I wanted to do it. Now I, well, see, I took the time to do it, and it was actually really interesting. It threw out, I'll tell you this, I don't know how far anyone got into it. But uh, we didn't get past the download stage. Yeah, 70%. (laughs) So there were so many different, like, weird type questions that actually made you think. It was 150 or 160 questions, I think. 145. You got to 145, maybe. No, no, that's how much. All right. Sal, thanks for fat checking me. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Sal. That's why you're here. Put him in his place. Eh, That's fine. Quit lying to the audience. I know. I just like to exaggerate sometimes, but uh, it was interesting to go through. And I, yeah, I got back from uh, dinner with a coworker at like, shoot, like 10 o'clock last night. And I sat there and I was like, I have no time to do this tomorrow. So I pulled it up and at 10 o'clock and it didn't take me 45 minutes, but it took me a little bit over 30 um, to go through it all. But it was interesting. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah. So Bobby ended up doing it, and Bobby's such a sucker for a marketing ploy. And they gave him like a tidbit of information about what it I means. I wanted more. And then said, "If he sees Pay this like extra a- ten dollars, <laughs> I want more." And you can know who you really Have are. Have you ever bought anything off an infomercial? No, I don't know. How many on Instagram ads? I, um, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I mean, most stuff on Instagram, like, I'm getting the ads of shit that I've already bought. I bought yeah. one. <laughs> like, it's just like, I bought like, one thing already signed up of an that. ad yeah. like that. You wouldn't believe, I was looking for a Peloton uh, recently, and then I, I'm reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I was like, that is not an asset. That is 100% a liability. Yeah. So I literally took it off my list of things that I wanted to do, but I'm getting Peloton ads out the ass right now. Yeah, I bet. I'm, I'll I probably get them now that we're talking about it. Yep. It's crazy. The ads that you get after you talk about something. Yeah. It's yeah. fucked up, actually. Big so, dildos. Yes, we're done. <laughs> really big dildos. Can you guys I don't get those? Can I tell a, you guys know? Can I tell a dildo what? story real quick? Yeah. Uh, so I actually, so I've been interviewing a lot recently, and um, my, my admin's been scheduling just a ton of stuff for me. And uh, this lady comes in, and she's sitting there, and I ask her, and I won't get into her whole story because, I don't know, she's would listen to this. I think she knows that this is a thing. And I asked her if she's working right now. And she's like, yeah, well, no. Well, I don't really like to talk about it. And I was like, well, can you tell me what you're doing right now? And she's like, well, I work with pure romance. And I go, what's pure romance? Pure romance. And she goes, what is that? She goes, oh, I'm an ambassador. 
She goes, not the dildo side of pure romance, though. <laughs> she just straight up said. And I'm, and I'm sitting in there, and I'm like, okay. And she had some she had some personal things going on. And she's like, I'm more on the wellness side of things, and people like me need to figure out how to. And she, like, started talking about how, I assumed she was about to start talking about how she has to, how she express herself pleasure, no, pleasure herself sexually Expre- yes and then i was like so anyways like glad that you have something that you're doing right now that you're passionate about and i'm like what the fuck and i get out of my interview and <clears throat> kylie's like so are you like are, are you gonna fire me and i was like <laughs> I mean, she was being she was definitely being sarcastic but i was like let me just tell you what this chick brought up while we were in there talking about it and she just couldn't get over the Damn. fact that she started talking Homie. about dildos in the interview. So that was a that was a fun one. Yeah. Who doesn't like talking dildos in interviews? That's just talking we had a, shot, We man. had a client come up and we unfortunately couldn't find, nobody wanted to work there. And uh, basically they were like CBD cream for like your bean or your nips. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds awesome. It's crazy. So we, did you use it? Their, their ad, like literally their ad on LinkedIn was a cartoon of somebody eating somebody else's ass. <laughs> it's insane. We had to send that shit to the candidates. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no thanks. I can't wait all till all my Instagram ads come out over the next week just by talking about this shit. <laughs> I will Pure say romance. the ads that I get are usually like yachts or helicopters or something like that. Sick brag, bro. I talk a lot about yachts <laughs> and PJs. Can you buy uh, a I'm yacht? Like, I've, I've been looking off. at boats, and that's why. they. Mm. I think it's called Yacht Vana. You can just go pick one up. <laughs> they from, bring it to you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like Carvana. You just, it's like it's a vending underwater machine for, for yeah. yachts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you swim up to it, and it just comes to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to circle back. We did do an assessment, though. Okay. All of us. And it was only a 15-question one. So it was one-tenth. I did that one, too. Yeah. And uh, so I knew taking it, I would probably score pretty well. And Matt would probably score pretty poorly. And so we took it and uh, the results, it was a scale of 75. Um, Matt scored pretty poorly and I scored pretty well. What was your score? It was 52? Your emotion, uh, it was, yeah, 52. So it says your emotional intelligence level is dot, dot, dot. Okay, which is honestly, <laughs> honestly better. Than I'll I, take it. I'll take it. Better than I thought I'd do. So, you probably have a good relationships with some of your colleagues, but others may be more difficult to work with. Dan, yeah, that's 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 accurate. The good news is that you have a great opportunity to improve your work relationships significantly. Read more below to boost your AI. Still pay further. ten dollars like Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay ten dollars to learn the secrets. We can fix you. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Did so you think that, that was accurate? So I don't know, dude. It was just like it, the, the test took two minutes. So you can't trust a test to take two minutes by rating yourself on a highly likely, likely, average, well, there's unlikely, a formula. highly unlikely. Anyways, so then what we did is we had Jenna, who who works for me and and has done some stuff Shout in the out podcast to Jenna. early on, <clears throat> take Big it Bears as fan. if like with her interactions with Matt and her interactions with me. Um, and my score was 10 points higher than I had rated myself. And then Matt's was still pretty low. Well, was like you're saying higher, Jenna so. did, Jenna did one. It in, was, it was consistent. As if she was you. And then as if she was Matt. Like, yeah. Yeah, basically. And so Matt's mm-hmm. was close. Yours. My, well, no, it, mine, was, it was very similar. They were, they were we both 10 points They were both higher. 10 points higher. Oh, okay. she basically, yeah. She, so. you can't have somebody else take those. Anyway. Well, no, I mean, we just needed to confirm. So let's uh, <laughs> let's just move to quotes. 
What quotes do we have mm. on emotional intelligence? I'll just take the wheel back, Dan. Thanks. I have I have two today. Um, so there's this uh, first one that I got is from this guy. It's actually a an Instagram story that I posted recently. It's this guy, uh, Jason Capital, and uh, he's apparently a top 100 entrepreneur, and he's written a, a couple different books out there. But uh, it was from it was the quote comes straight from this video. It's, I can't offend you. Only you can offend yourself. This is how the brain works. I might be the catalyst. I say something and you have a thought about what I say and that thought creates a feeling. If we're training the culture to think I can offend you and you can offend me, then we're training them to be victims. You saying, I have basically saying you have no control over your emotions. Someone on a, on a screen is controlling how I feel. If you believe that, you have no chance at succeeding in life. Which I thought was- I That's mean, dope. It was a brash one, but it was like, this is fucking real. I like that a lot. And I showed it to a lot of people that um, are in my leadership circle at my office. And uh, everyone was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, that makes so much sense. And I'd be the first one to say that, like, like, has that happened before? Like where so, what someone has said like has affected the way that I feel. Like yeah, we've we've actually talked about it in like multiple podcasts about someone saying some stupid shit and then we just kind of go off on them or whatever. But um, thought it was a really relevant quote and uh, definitely one I can post on the pod later. I love that. I, I think that's and I wasn't expecting like the that type of quote, but it was it's good. I mean that's exactly what it is. If somebody says something about you, they're the catalyst to you becoming X emotion. Right, they're not the re actual reason. Like what that said didn't like you allowed yourself to become that way. So that kind of segues into my quote a little bit, which is between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And that was Viktor Frankl, uh, who's uh, from the book *Man's Search for Meaning*, which I need to go back and read that. But uh, it's a good one, and it kind of like I said, it piggybacks off yours, Bobby, where it's just like. And I, I know for a fact, we can all, I mean, I think we all can, but it's like, I know for a fact, I have a lot of growth to do in this area where it's like, I can be like emotionally triggered by what somebody not just says, but like the acts leading up to that. And then say them saying something to where it's like, okay, you got to use like the logical brain every once in a while and like really start to delineate, okay, how should I respond to this? That's going to like favor me right? Not just like, okay, they're going to know I'm pissed off or I'm angry or they got to me or whatever, but it's like, what's going to truly benefit me? Like what way I respond? Right. It made me think about the time that you said that you were going for that run on your final day of uh, 75, 75 hard, hard shirtless, feeling awesome and how you just wanted to like motherfuck the guys outside of Dukes that were just like staring you down as you were running by. Them. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So it was the last day of 75 hard and I'm not like a uh, like run shirtless guy. And I was like, fuck it. I was like, it was like 80, it was like 80, 90 degrees. I was like, last day of 75 hard. I was like, who knows if I'll ever fucking look this good again. So I ran with my shirt off. And so I'm like at the home stretch of this run. And like these guys are at Dukes, uh, sitting outside of Dukes. They got a beer in one hand, cigarette in the other. And all three of them were just like staring at me with these fucking judgy eyes. Um, and I, I was like really close to fucking saying something <laughs> really? because you, I was just you remember what you were going to say to him. Yeah. Um, Maybe not. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, it, it wasn't appropriate, but it was just more along the line. And then I like went back and I was like, dude, I was like, that's so fucked up. I'm like, what if those dudes were just like, man, that guy's pretty fucking jacked. Or what if those dudes, or what if they were like, fuck this dude running shirtless? Who the fuck does he think he is? Like what a douche. 
either way, like I'm choosing to respond to it. And more mm-hmm. importantly, I'm choosing to respond not knowing what the fuck they're thinking because of my own self-doubt and fucking insecurities. Yeah. And yeah. I've just been thinking, <clears throat> who's that hottie? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So... My quote is, when dealing with people, remember you are not dealing with creatures of logic, but with creatures of emotion by Dale Carnegie. So to your point, right? Like that was an emotional response. It wasn't logical to say something at that point. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that you see that a lot, especially like when dealing with people, um, we are emotional beings and, and, things that are said make us feel certain ways or things that happen make us feel certain ways. And so um, whenever I was doing the research on emotional intelligence, you know, and and I'm kind of moving forward pretty quickly, I found that there's five like core pieces. But Matt, did you find four? Mm -hmm. Um, So the five that I found were self-awareness, self-regulation, intrinsic motivation, empathy, and social skills. And I know that yours might be a little bit different. Um, Because there's a couple of different ways to look at it. But I saw multiple pieces that had those same five. And one thing that really stood out to me is like um, emotional intelligence starts with understanding your own emotions, right? That's the self-awareness. And then um, by being able to manage them, that's the self-regulation piece. Then you can use them to achieve your goals, which is the intrinsic motivation where it's kind of, you know, self-awareness is realizing what your potential is. And then the regulation is saying discipline, right? Like that's a big one of self-regulation of, of saying like, if I want to get in shape, I know I can't eat cupcakes or whatever. Like that's a regulation piece so that you can reach your potential. That's the intrinsic motivation. And by doing those pieces, once you can understand your emotions um, and regulate them, you can understand other people's emotions, which would be the empathetic empathy piece. And then finally, you'll be able to use the understanding of the other people's emotions to influence them, which would be the social skills piece. And and so I think, you know, I think that's a good way to like break down the five in a short summary. Um, yeah. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, we probably, um, we read different things, but I think there's a lot of alignment there. So self-awareness was the number one thing that I saw. So it's about deeply understanding your emotions so that you don't become overwhelmed by them. Right. I think in anything and any type of change that you want to make, it's just awareness of whatever that change should be is always the first step. So uh, there was self-awareness and then that dove into from there actually self-management. Once you're aware of it, you can start to manage yourself and how you react to your emotions, keep yourself in situations which you'll know you'll be able to behave correctly. Uh, and then on the, so the first two are all self, right? And then it's the the social side. It's the outside world and it's social awareness. So once you can manage your behavior and understand your feelings, You'll know how to read the emotions of others and you'll be able to know what makes people angry, what makes people sad. You're better able to like recognize like body language and how that's affecting them and what they might be feeling or like their tone of voice, stuff like that. And then relationship management, uh, understanding your own behaviors and the behaviors around you enables you to build strong relationships with the important people in your life. So that's kind of like the, the scale that I saw. And I think that's from the, the book. Uh, emotional intelligence 2.0 who that was a there's one guy that i was looking up that has written like all of the emotional intelligence social intelligence do you know who that was by chance um no all good i was just curious so sal did you have a quote 
No. <laughs> That's okay. You it's don't all need right. to be, you it's didn't need right. to come with it. Uh, so the one guy that pops up, at least in the book that I was doing, was uh, Travis Bradbury. Is that no? Not who I was thinking. Okay. But there's, I mean, there's obviously a lot of books out there on this stuff. I just kept on seeing one, one over and over again whenever I was looking up different books. Because um, I was, I was trying to think of uh, some books maybe, maybe that I've read that was more about emotional intelligence than I actually thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but couldn't really come up with any off the top of my head. I know, uh, I know Bedros Koulian talks about it in Man Up um, about, I guess, I guess making all of your decisions not based off of emotion, but based off of logic and trying to remove emotion from from a lot of the decision-making. And even though that can be like very dry, um, it's a definitely a, a smart way to conduct business so you don't lose your head. Yeah. Well, they do say that people with higher emotional intelligence are more likely to get higher, get promoted, make more money. Why do you guys think that is? Yeah. So, well, but going off that, that's a, a good point that I think a lot of people know now, but if emotional intelligence is new to you, it's something that's like, it's the reason why EQ or emotional intelligence just exploded over the past like five to 10 years is because that they were, they were, they came up with these tests to, to really understand people's level of emotional intelligence. And they were seeing that IQ is a good predictor of who's going to do good in school. EQ was a predictor of who's going to be happier and more successful in life. So sorry, Dan, ask your question again. I don't know. Oh, my question was like, why do you think that is like, you know, to your point, Ah. more successful in life. Why do you think that is? I, you know, for me, I think the self-awareness piece really sets the foundation of knowing where you're at and regulating yourself in the in whatever environment you're in, so that you can start to figure out that motivation and and start to try to influence people to help you, you know, achieve your goals and whatnot. And I think that is like, and I had this funny story I wanted to tell over self-awareness actually, and it's. Uh, so I coach hockey on, uh, I coach my son's hockey and they don't play on skates, just floor hockey. And uh, I I show up, we get this email this week and they say, hey, some parents have been consuming alcohol on school grounds and there's a zero tolerance policy. So there may be somebody there to like check to see if your parents are drinking, which I find is hilarious. And so, <laughs> so I show up and this guy I've never seen is there and I figure, well, he might be like one of those guys. And he's like, what's up coach? And I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? Well, I guess it was one of the kids' dads. And so we're doing our practice. And then we get into the scrimmage at the end. They just love to play a little game. And we stop them and work on positions and whatnot. Anyways, this dad, I don't know. He was totally normal for the first half. And then his self-awareness went right out the window. And he literally got up. And he just started running around playing hockey with the kids, like, in the middle of practice. <laughs> like, like, like serious. Like, like deking them. And then he wanted to play goalie. And he was playing goalie like Dominic Hasek. Like, <laughs> like a little kid shoots and he, like, does this glove save and, like, like He's lifts like fucking his arm up. Billy Madison on him? <laughs> yeah, like. And so I'm sitting there and, and we, I have two assistants that work with me, two other dads. And, um... We're like, what in the fuck is happening right now? I was like, should we knock this dude out and like drag him out slowly? Oh my God. <laughs> and, and like, we look over at the other parents and they're laughing because this guy is just. Yeah. And uh, so after the practice, one of the dads is like, yeah, I mean, they need to they need to make sure people aren't doing, uh, 
or drinking any alcohol, but also not doing any cocaine before the practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, because this guy, but that, but that was a self awareness thing that, and I actually lack of self awareness really bothers me in people, um, where yeah. it's just so blatantly obvious that you don't care. Like when people blatantly run a fucking red light in the city, which happens all the time, it's like Never you don't care about that. anybody but yourself. Like you have no awareness of anything else that's going on. I know you guys have probably done it, but. Yeah, whatever. I Welcome to the it. city. That's why you have low. Yeah, no stoplights are optional in the city. I literally brand <laughs> thousands of stoplights in yeah. the city. So why? But fuck so, you guys. <laughs> well, it's not like That's, where I I'm run pro- straight you've through. You've probably seen me going like that. Yeah. Well, so I not like run straight through. It's like I don't run straight through. And then if there's no one there, and it's you like treat it as a stop sign. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. Not putting your shopping cart back, or you know what I mean. Those people are trash. Throwing trash just straight out your window. Like, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen like somebody just? Straight through a whole entire bag yes, of fucking yes, fast food it's right out their window, like it was not like it's fucking nothing. And it always insane. happens. Just just so happens to be people that end up parking outside of my house, <laughs> so I fucking run over it and have to pick it up. And then I got to see Burger King and be like, "Damn, should I get Burger King?" <laughs> you look in the you bag touch, a little bit. You touch the glass. You have to throw it away. Nugs. Just see if there's any, if it's warm. You know, your emotional. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. So why do you guys? Uh, so going back to what I was saying, why do you guys think that that is true? That now they're seeing that people with a high EQ are having a higher likelihood of success as opposed to people with high IQ. One of the things that came to mind uh, with this is I I think like to kind of piggyback off of what uh, Dan had said, maybe piggyback can be our our new word that we put some money in a a Mm -hmm. jar for. I think it's one of our faves. Sure. But um, as far as these... um, these leaders who are more self-aware, they're usually they usually tend to be a little bit more vulnerable too, um, and have a good idea of not only what if you have employers out there that are just expecting people to be these worker bees and work nine to five every single day. I think a big part about like what makes your guys um, your guys companies culture so great is because you have a lot of flexibility and you understand what's going on in their lives. And I bet each of you could probably tell me what like personally is going on with a lot of your employees, right? Um, having just having conversations and being human. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that goes into, uh, I mean, as far as leadership goes and people that are having success in business, whether they're entrepreneurs or they are um, C-suite executive type people, I think they're people that are vulnerable and in touch with um, in touch with their their employees. Sure. Yeah, and and to parlay on that, it's kind of like the understanding. To piggyback off it? Ooh, parlay, parlay. nice. Did you, you just look up? Word. Dan's been saying parlay since episode one. Bro. Exactly. That's Come on, Dan's been get your shit together. Dan's just over there looking up synonyms of <laughs> no. I, parlay is my my go to. <laughs> um, okay, so with that, I think understanding other people's emotions or understanding <clears throat> your employees or understanding the people around you and what makes them the best version of themselves, and then promoting that, I think that's where you know you truly become like a leader to a degree. Because you're always doing things in best interest of other people. And so they start to build trust with you. And now you have influence over them yeah. um, with your goals. And so it, it, you know, it's a give and take thing. But it, I think that that's part of the reason. Yeah. And I think it goes personally and professionally, right? So if you look at, I mean, success and I guess just emotion, emotional intelligence in general, it's about relationships, right? Emotional intelligence is about the relationship with yourself and about relationships with other people. Uh, and if you look at the number one indicator for happiness out of any area, money, um, you know, size of family, like your upbringing, it's 
of about relationships. The strengths of your the strength of your relationships dictates the level of happiness that you and fulfillment that you'll achieve. So IQ is like I can sit there, somebody can spit some information out, I can learn it and I can repeat it back or I can do this equation, right? And there's obviously more to that. There's some critical thinking aspects in in terms of IQ, but EQ uh, your ability to regulate your own emotions, right? Your ability to not allow something to completely ruin your day because it happened. Or like if somebody's having a really bad day and they're venting to you, your ability to be that active listener and diffuse that a little bit for them, right? Um, so I think that's why, because it's all about relationships, whether it's like, uh, you know, it's a wife, it's a girlfriend, it's a friend, it's a colleague, it's a client, right? Your ability to build rapport and relationships is just going to make you more successful. Agree. One thousand percent. Sal. What's up? What are your thoughts on emotional intelligence, well, man? I kind of agree with what Matt just said. Like to me, it's like I have like back in the day we've always heard like street smarts and book smarts, which goes like it's similar to what EQ and IQ is, because like street smarts it's like, all right, you know how everything's going around the streets, like how the community is. Book smarts are just going straight to like profits economics and all that stuff but like if you have someone that has the balance of both that's like the best thing to me personally mm -hmm. so yeah, like for it, me like i always build my relationship with friends make sure how how they're doing how their family's doing always checking up on them that's how i, I always it, go by it that's i mean that's so true with sal sal like i remember seeing uh sal for the first time like during volleyball this past year and he just was like spit out all this stuff that he like remembered from the last time that we had talked and i was like holy shit, this guy, like, he's got, like, a CRM with all my information just right there, like, ready to talk to me. If he was selling something, I'd be buying. But, uh, yeah, props to you on that, man. Cool. I recognize that for sure. <laughs> and so, like, I think that there's a lot of people, and myself included, that um, didn't do very good in school but are solid entrepreneurs or business owners or whatnot. And I, I do think IQ— well, I don't know the definition of what an IQ test is, but I would think it's a lot of critical thinking— skills like problem solving something like that which can only get you so far because to your point relationships and and your influence that you have over people i think that's why you you do sometimes see business owners who have been very successful but once you start talking to them you're like well this guy's not anything it, it, there's not much special about him other than the fact that people like him a lot or her a lot you know and because we're all kind of you know normal people mm -hmm. you just put some people on a pedestal sometimes because you see their success. Yep. A hundred percent. So, um, one of the things I just thought about that I read in there is like one of the, uh, biggest determining factors of a level of high emotional intelligence is getting feedback from people. So, well, before we, I go into the other question, it's like, how often do you guys get feedback from your close circle? I ask for feedback all the time. Like I always, maybe not from maybe not from really? you because I don't give a fuck what really? you have to say. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, highest level of emotional. You know, I, I'm gonna bring in my whole fucking team and I'm gonna be like, have I ever asked you to give me feedback on something? What was your you score know? on that short little test? What's what'd you get? Sixty one. God, you're fucking very emotional intelligent. <laughs> I know. Anyways, but when I send when I work with clients, I'm like, hey, if if I'm sending you something, like be critical. Like tell me where. I'm fucking up or tell me how I can do better. Like I'm always looking for how can I do better with managing or, you know, in fact, it's funny. 
um, Bill, who's the guy that pretty much runs the day-to-day for me, um, whenever, I think we had, the first time he had come on board, I actually gave him, uh, I downloaded something on the internet that was like a management test that was released in an article. And I was like, hey, I want you to take this. And, and so he took it. And, you know, there was some critical feedback that I could do better managing him, you know, and that was just asking like, how can I get better? Cause I haven't fucking been here before and I haven't done this before. Yeah. And so always asking for that feedback from clients on how we can do better. How can I provide more value? Yeah. I think that's asking for feedback. I, no, it is. And I think that's so super interesting because it's like, we always talk about like getting better. We always talk about like surrounding ourselves with better people. Um, but I think one of the most, and, and I do that, like I do that with clients. I would say like in my interpersonal relationships, probably not as much because I don't think about it. Right. Um, but I like, it kind of like shocked me. I was like, that's so simple. Like you should be asking for feedback from everyone, like everybody like on our podcast. And that's, I'm going to integrate that when we do our goal planning for next week. Um, give feedback, personal feedback on everybody, right? Not, doesn't have to be as, uh, as, uh, as nuts as it was the last time <laughs> that we had a little feedback <laughs> sesh, but, uh, <laughs> but it, but in turn, in all reality, it, um, it, you know, it did a lot of good things. You know what I mean? Uh, in the long run, obviously better ways to go about it, but um, it's something where it's like, that's the easiest way to learn how you can get better. Um, and probably um, for me, it's just, I, I don't know why I didn't think of it. Probably because, you know, the whole big ego and thing. Because and you are, you already got everything under control. I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got it fucking <laughs> all figured out. But I think for me too, like even if I ask for feedback, so like if I go to like my mentor and I'm like, this is what I'm struggling with, he'll be like, here's what you need to fucking do. And then three months later, well, I told you what you needed to do, but you haven't done it. And so I think that you can get feedback, but how fast do you execute on it? Typically you get the feedback and then you start thinking about it and maybe manifesting a little bit. And then all of a sudden it becomes your idea you know, you have to you have to make it kind of yours with that feedback too. So I can ask for feedback all I want, but then I have to figure out like, well, what's what can I do to make this like are align to, with myself? Are you going to take the feedback? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think everybody at first, well, not everybody, but I think it's very rare that somebody gives you feedback and you make an immediate change. Yeah, it's something that uh, I've I've done a lot in my business, uh, asking people, "Hey, is there anything that I'm not doing right now that you wish that I was, or something that." Can I ask you something though? Yeah. Because there's like, there are times I do that a lot. Like I'll do that with employees. I'll do that with clients. Um, but I also realize that sometimes I do that just not like, like subconsciously. I just like say it because I like, this is the right thing to say. And then usually there's not much or I don't even really, I don't even know if I want to say listen, but it's like, do you just do that because you're saying it? Or do you actually do that with the intent of like, okay, I need to hear how I'm doing and I want to get better. So so I literally did it multiple times today. Yeah. Um, so I have right now what we call our, our MIPS, our monthly income planning sessions. And it's just a stupid fucking acronym, right? Um, but the intent is to figure out where other people are at. And then I always close it out with, is there anything that you guys need from me? Like, and then I actually, like today I was like, like literally, is there anything that I'm not doing that you wish that I was doing as far as just in my position? Cause I'm still new in my role, uh, in, in this new role with Aflac over the last five months. And, um, I'm, I asked people that I asked, I had a call with, um, my mentor today and asked him, do you think there's anything that I need to be doing differently right now? Um, and then there's a couple of people who have given me some ideas. There's, there's a lot that kind of brushed that off. Cause it's, I mean, I think maybe they see it as like an opportunity just for them to be like, oh, no, you're doing great. And they don't want to they don't want to like ruffle any feathers. Mm -hmm. So I think there's there's probably a better way to ask for that. 
and and figure out if you can actually get some good feedback because I think people are prone to have that response of you're doing a great job and it's just kind of that maybe not bullshit but there's like they don't really want to put in any active thought to it but where or I people see, are afraid of offending people yeah uh, where I see value in that is like my personal relationships and asking um, asking Shelby asking like it made me think mostly of my parents um, and my siblings too like is there anything that I could do to be like a better brother to be a better son and like actually like my dad would probably be like you're the best ever but my mom would probably actually be like yeah if you could fucking bring us more food like often or like buy me better gifts like is like <laughs> where I see her going with it but uh but yeah that's a that'd be a really good thing for people to do and I think that demonstrates a super high level of um EQ and, and I think you know if if you're worried about the person that you're asking for feedback giving you fake feedback just to not hurt your feelings or something just I mean, you can always reposition how you ask for the feedback. Like you could say, hey, the person that was in this role before, what were some things you really liked about what they did? And then compare that with, am I doing that? You know, so I think that's, there's always a way to like go around that, you know, but you have to brainstorm it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Depending on the situation. For sure. I think that's a good takeaway. Uh, take um, the idea of feedback, implementing that more. Again, it's the most direct thing that you can do in order to get better. Right. And understand how you are and how you're interacting with other people. I think one of the, like one more thing on that is um, be a little bit vulnerable. So there's a lot of stuff <laughs> where I know like I like I have my whiteboard at work of all these things that I need to do that I have not done to improve the different like processes that we have in place currently for certain things, whether it's for our veteran associates, for our new associates. And um, I'll own that. With them and I'll say, listen, I haven't gotten this to you and and that's on me. Um, I And I'll just let them know, hey, this is one of the things that I promised I would do for you and I haven't done it yet. Just know that um, I'm working on it and here's my deadline. <laughs> I set deadlines for myself and I communicate those to people so they know this is when you can expect this by. Um, I did that for whenever I was hiring an admin. Um, I missed my deadline. It was October 1st was my, was what I, I was telling everyone in the office, we will have someone in here by October 1st to make uh, life easier. And November 8th is when she started. But the idea of that, I started looking for people, but it wasn't until um, I'd had a lot of conversations with um, some people that were in my organization until they said, hey, why not this person that is actually already with Aflac, but they have not actually yet started. Um, so, I don't know. I think that that's something that a lot of people could do as well as own up to their shortcomings. And I think that will build a lot of trust with people as well if you're vulnerable. Vulnerability is a hot topic right now. And it is something that not a lot of people are good at, myself included. Like, hate fucking looking like I don't got it together. We all, I mean, we all, we all kind of ego. Okay, Dan? I think I'm pretty. It I helps me with my vulnerable. imposter syndrome because then I'm like, I'm not an imposter. Yeah, I'm see, admitting that I'm I, like, I suck at this. Dan, are you vulnerable? <laughs> Yeah, just this week we had we had Matt and I had a client that kind of pulled the plug on one project and wanted to use us in a different capacity, and I just straight up said, "Hey, I get it. You know, we were, we were supposed to do this, and we're still going to bring you the value that you paid for. Um, but I I get where you're coming from, and uh, we you know we didn't do what we said we were going to do on that one, and that's the truth. I mean, we, so." Is that, their reaction? is that being vulnerable? I think that's owning up to like the fuck up instead of being like, oh yeah, well actually you're in a six month contract and you still owe us money. Yeah. Letting them pull out because you know that you're not. Yeah. Oh, that's owning up. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, yes, I agree 100%. That's owning up to it. But I think there's a difference between just owning up and being vulnerable. Is there? 
Maybe it's a, that's a whole other topic we there, can get into. There's some, Maybe we do a pod on some, that next week. Yeah. yeah, there's some similarities on it for sure. I think, yeah, there's similarities, there's differences. But uh, ultimately, well, how did that go? So what was their response? No, I mean, he was like, hey, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate you not just like, you know, it, a lot of times people are surprised that you do that because not many people do shit like that, you know? And then they're like, oh, did I fuck up by like cutting ties with this? Oh, no, I still want, you know, because he could have just said, hey, we're going to cut ties. But no, after I said that, he was like, well, no, I mean, we still want to work with you guys, you know, where he probably was thinking this is going to be a difficult conversation and we're going to cut it off. But instead, right after I said, no, you're right, you know, we could have done better or whatever. He said, well, let's keep working together. Let's just work together in this capacity versus that capacity, you know? So we'll, yeah, we'll uh, maybe table this and look at this yeah. for <clears throat> a future podcast. But I would love, I would love to do this one, not just because it's a hot topic right, right now and it's something that I'm working on personally, but also I don't think, I don't think Brad's ever been vulnerable in his life. No. <laughs> I don't think Brad has fucking ever, ever shown anybody it, like an fun. ounce of fucking. So I think what we need to do is, you know, start writing down over the next week, even listeners, like, where are some places where you could go to somebody and say, hey, I'm sorry I fucked up, like, and put it on you, right? A vulnerability challenge. Yeah. Well, uh, and just kind of going off today's episode, right? It's like, it all starts with yourself, working on self-awareness, work, working on understanding your emotions and trying to pause before you react to them because you got to really... Re uh, from what we're kind of, we've talked about and what we've learned, you've got to be able to control yourself before you can start to have a hand in controlling other situations. Uh, and if you want to help other people, again, it all starts with yourself. Um, but go out, try to get some feedback from some people. I think that's the biggest takeaway I have. Like sit down with a couple people that you're close to and tell them to be as real and as fucking like raw as they possibly can on like where your shortcomings are and try to take that without getting offended. All right, we'll, we'll meet tomorrow morning, Matt. You know what? I'm a little busy. <laughs> I, got, I got some fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, should we the just holidays. <laughs> contact just me after the new year. Christmas. Should we just have a series Hanukkah. where we do a roast of each of us on the podcast? <sighs> <laughs> sure. I think Brad would go below the belt immediately. Of course he would. <laughs> He's not invited. <laughs> Brad only goes for the fucking jugular. Yeah. Um, but you guys got anything before we wrap up? No. no. This is this is one of those topics where thirty to forty minutes isn't going to cover it all. Um, a couple of books. Uh, there's a ton of emotional intelligence books, but there's some with the test. So EQ and EQ 2.0 or some that I had and some that I'm going to revisit if you want to kind of see where you stand in terms of emotional intelligence. And then it'll actually give you feedback on how you can improve uh, and little ways to do that. So I would say, um, yeah, biggest takeaways here, start to work on yourself, work on your own emotional intelligence before you want to move on to others. And then uh, grab some feedback from other people, see how you can improve. And then if you guys obviously have any questions, hit us in the DMs. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. <laughs> Smash that like button. Download, undownload, redownload so we can get some, uh, maybe get some sponsors one day. Listen on other logins. Like whatever you have to do to help us get some more uh, lessons. Yep. Bing bong. We appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Deuces. See ya. Later.